Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to our fourth episode of Homegrown, an ode to Sugar Bowl Sam. My next guest is Jonathan Coleman, and before I introduce him by his profession, I have to give him credit because I had no interest in having a podcast. I felt that everybody in the world already had a podcast. I didn't need to do one. I could hear a gazillion of them on Spotify and Apple and everywhere else. But what was interesting was he was a client of mine on Upwork and we worked together on another project for his company, Go For Rent. And he asked me about podcasts before. And at the time I said, nope, don't want to do it. Later on, if you all have listened to episodes one to three, you already know what made me finally turn, change my mind about starting a podcast. But obviously I have to give credit where credit is due the same way that I interviewed my real estate attorney, my real estate agent, and the mortgage trainer who were responsible for me getting the condo that I do have now. Obviously, I have to interview Jonathan Coleman because he was the idea for me podcasting in the first place. So thank you so much for suggesting it. You're welcome. All right. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you and tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a property manager for Go For Rent. That's in Texas, correct? That is correct. It's only for Texas properties, right? Or do you are, do you do outside of Texas? Well, the program that we just launched allows us to expand outside of Texas, but currently we're, uh, we are just in Texas. Um, and we will branch off into the Miami and Orlando areas pretty soon. Okay. All right. Well, congrats. Early congrats on that. So you are a licensed broker. You've been a licensed broker since 2004 and an active manager since 2008. Tell me a little bit more about how Go For Rent started. Well, I started off as an investor. Um, I, I saw a piece of property that I wanted to purchase as an investor. And my next step in that process was, okay, now how am I going to market this thing? I'm going to hold on to it and use it as a rental. And keep in mind, this was 2003. And a light bulb went off and said, hey, why don't you just put it on the internet and market it that way? And one thing led to another. And keep in mind, this is pre-internet. This is before Zillow, before Realtor.com. That's where my thought process was. Okay. So I set out to have someone build a website for me and um, started working with realtors in the area, listing their homes on my website and started getting traffic and then made a connection with the local Section 8 office by advertising their uh, available rentals. And one thing led to another. Next thing I knew, I was doing background checks for these landlords and uh, still kind of doing my investment stuff on the side. I also became a mortgage broker at that time. So I was able to write a loan for a landlord and then put a tenant in there for them and you know, screen that tenant. And then one thing led to another. Next thing I knew, I was collecting rent. And there you have it. That's that's pretty much property management in the early stages. All right. Now, I told you before this interview, I've had some very colorful experiences with property managers. And it's interesting because I, in a way, I appreciate them more now being part of a homeowners association because it makes me understand what what happens in the background that I didn't know as a renter. As a renter, you come in, you pay rent, and then you just want this spectacular place for the time you live there. Once you get to the condo stage, then you realize there's more responsibility involved. But 
I we have definitely had as condo owners, we've definitely had some property managers who we could tell were like landlords and that they were ready to collect the money each month, but they weren't necessarily great at managing properties. What characteristics do you think property managers need to have in order to be able to do their jobs effectively? I think they need to have a system in place. So the first thing you want to look for is how are they collecting rent? I mean, what you don't want to have to do is deposit the rent directly into that property manager's manager's bank account. There needs to be some type of platform in place for the tenant to pay rent. And that platform should be able to accurately calculate the late fees and any other fees that the that the property manager needs to um, uh, add to the to the monthly rent. Mm-hmm. Another thing you need to look for is how are they handling repairs? So is it call them Monday through Friday or do they have another online platform that's always monitored or what their system is? And if they're handling repairs in house, do they have a handyman or do they have a list of contractors that they can reach out to immediately? Because you have to understand too that what the tenant wants when there's a repair uh, request, the tenant wants repairs done immediately. Right. That's the whole process for the for the tenant. It makes a happy tenant when the repairs are addressed immediately. And uh, and then you have to understand what is the property manager's process when handling repairs. Are they going to just make one phone call or, or are they getting quotes and selecting from uh, the best price or the best time frame? And then the, the question on top of that is, is the property management manager company, management company, adding fees on top of that to oversee the repairs? Because sometimes they have to be there, they have to go out and meet, and that's their time involved with that process. So they may end up charging an additional fee for that. Um, and then the third aspect of it is how, how are they handling tenants that, that, uh, that have lease violations, whether it's a non-payment of rent or an author, unauthorized pet, do they have, have an eviction process in place? And have they, if they're doing it in-house, have they done it? And do they fully understand what the laws are? Luckily for us in, in Texas, there are classes you can take specifically for property management. And there's a property management certification that you can obtain. And um, and then there are other organizations like NARPM, uh, the National Association of Residential Property Managers. You probably want to make sure that they are a part of a situation like that or an organization like that because that's another step of ongoing training for them. Okay. what One thing you said that was interesting, there are one of the property managers that we work with when you work with a property manager, especially if you're a landlord who just realizes, especially if you're out of state and you realize I cannot manage this property. I live in Florida and the place I bought is in Illinois. I need a property manager to handle my unit. Even if it's not the entire building, I need a property manager to handle my building. A lot of times, just like any other job, you get resumes and you hear, okay, I have 25 years here and I've been doing this for this long. You automatically think since somebody's been doing this for so long that they must be a pro. How do you get past, even if you know that they have all of these skills and have their their incentives for looking for repairs and evictions and things like that, how do you know or what kind of contract and you don't, I mean, I'm not asking you to give me legal advice here, but what 
what kind of questions do you think you need to ask the property manager, even ones who've been in the game for a long time, about what to do if you two may not work out? What should they have in place ahead of time? Well, you have to understand, too, it's a relationship. And you have to be okay with the way that property management conducts, manager conducts business. Mm -hmm. If you think that they're slow on repairs, then that one may not be the one for you. Uh, if you think that they're slow on paying you the monthly rent, then that one may not be the one for you. But you have to kind of go through that process sometimes in order to find the right one. You may have to sign that contract with that property manager and give it a couple of months to see how it works out. If it doesn't work, you can always terminate the contract and go to the next one until you find one that works for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really, that's what it is. So uh, when I was an active realtor, actually I was uh, working with landlords uh, and they wanted a property manager, I would go to the property manager's website and kind of take a look at what does that look like? What does that feel like? Is there a portal for the landlord to log into to see what's going on with their uh, with their tenant? Is there a portal for the renter to go in and make payments and um, and, and things like that? So and then I'm looking for you know, I need a copy of your insurance and I need to make sure that you are a licensed realtor. Some states don't require a, a license, but again, here in Texas, you have to be a licensed um realtor in order to conduct some of those activities and uh and then they should have an escrow account so where they aren't intermingling funds between the actual office funds and then and the rent it has to be a totally separate account mm-hmm. and okay. then uh sometimes too and in our contract here in texas but as a landlord you're required to leave uh to let the property manager hold a certain amount of funds for you for those small repairs okay so things like that, you know, again, I, I harp on a system. They have to have a system in place. When I first started out, I was lost. I mean, I was swinging it, trying to figure it out. I, I, I was lost. Okay. And I was making all, I was doing everything wrong. Once I got educated and really started doing it, I understood, okay, where I was going wrong and what parts that I needed to improve on. And I'm still improving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understood where, where I was and what I needed to do. And I ended up fixing those things. Okay. And I I appreciate the fact that you were honest about knowing that you needed to improve. I know for me personally, I had absolutely no real estate experience at all. No property management experience, didn't want a house, didn't want to deal with the experience at all. And I remember the condo association president when I first moved in telling me, I'm going to nominate you as the president. And I thought that was the goofiest idea in the world. I didn't have any kind of background. And she just kept saying, but you have the personality to be able to find what you don't know. And I think that's part of, well, any in any leadership position, you have to be willing to know where your flaws are and be willing to figure out how to fix the flaws that you have or the things that you need to learn so you can get better at it instead of continuing to wing it the wrong way. For aspiring property managers, what would you say that you enjoy the most and what do you not enjoy? Well, let me add, let me answer the latter question first. Again, it's a personality thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like the dealing with the phone calls and the so-called emergencies, but it's part of property management. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that the parts that I don't like doing, hire somebody else, let them deal with that. The part that I do enjoy is bringing in a new landlord and getting them acclimated into our system, understanding how we do property management and the benefits that we offer to them. 
Okay. You said something earlier about making the system that fits me. What would, what, can you elaborate more on that? Sure. So if you're a landlord that likes to have constant communication with your property manager, then that's a good thing for you because that property manager will keep you up to date on every little aspect of what's going on with that property. Uh, if you think that the emails and notifications that you're receiving from the property management manager, you think those are overwhelming to you, then that may not be the thing that you want to do. And then the other thing is you may have some property managers that are really tech savvy. I mean, they rely on systems to do the work for them versus an old school property manager that's having renters drop off rent checks to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and which would, could be a delay in the process and when the landlord actually, actually receives those funds. So that's what I mean by personality. What do you think about, and I'm saying this a lot, a lot of people are growing more interested in flipping houses and buying homes to rent out. Do you think, I know it's a great way to bring in a supplemental income. What do you think that people need to be aware of before they take on such a responsibility though? Because I think they think when they come in, they'll get a tenant and then it'll just be like rolling in money to pay off the mortgage. Okay. So those are two different processes. Flipping is totally different from a buy and hold situation. Mm -hmm. Totally different. The repairs that you will make on a flip will be different from the repairs that you will make on a buy and hold situation. And what I mean by that, uh, on a flip, you may just put carpet in. On a buy and hold, you're going to go with something like ceramic tile or hardwood floors because they last longer. And you don't have to worry about cleaning that carpet at every turnover. So uh, I always educate my, my landlords in reference to the buy and hold part, at minimum, you want the rental payments to come close to covering the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And that's all you should expect. This is not going to be a cash cow in the beginning. This is a long-term process for you. You have to get to the point where the renters are paying off the mortgage. Once you get clear on that piece, then you start to pocket and that's where you start to win. So it may take you 10, 15, 20 years to, to get there, but it's a long-term uh, process. As opposed to a flip, you should not hold that flip no more than six months because you need to get in, do the repairs, put it on the market, and get out of it. And anything above what you spent on it is your profit and is always a good thing. Okay. All right. We're going to close out this interview. Did you want to tell them a little bit more about Go For Rent and how to contact you, social media, websites, anything? Uh, sure. So... We just launched, uh, or rather, we just revamped our property management system. And as opposed to traditional property managers, we decided to roll in a home warranty. And the reason why we did that, because we wanted to help the landlords offset any unforeseen cost of, of repairs that come up with the home. In addition to that, in our home warranty, uh, in our property management package, we've also included the cost of an eviction. So for uh, $150 a month, flat fee, no matter what the rental amount is, you'll have a home warranty that covers all the major appliances and uh, two annual inspections done by a third-party company. They provide a full 20-page report uh, with interior, exterior photos. And uh, the eviction is included in that in the lower courts. So when you compare that package to what, a traditional property management company provides to you, 
I think hands down what we're offering is so much better. Okay. And they can find out more information about that at goforrent.com. The four being a numeral, correct? That is correct. Geo, the number four, rent.com. And they can find you on there. And the, any kind of social media handles you want to give us? Or is it mainly on the uh, website? Yeah, we, all, we do have a Facebook page. It's uh, G-O-F-O-R-R-E-N-T on Facebook. Okay. And I see Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. I see I go for rent on Instagram. Is that still active? Yes, it is. All right. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming out. I'm hoping that other listeners who are interested in being property managers take what they can from you. Well, hopefully with the information that I have provided would be a good resource for them. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon.